Today on the Inside Scoop, we're going to talk some Florida State as five-star defensive lineman LJ McCray makes what could be his final visit before an October decision. Now, you know LJ McCray, the newly minted five-star. It's down to UF, Miami, Auburn, Georgia, and of course FSU. Those are the main teams. We're going to break that down in an FSU segment later in the show. I also got a great interview with Nick Marsh. He was really fun to talk to. He's Michigan State's top-rated commitment, obviously, you know, things are kind of up in the air right now if you're committed to Michigan State. And recently, he took a visit to Colorado. So we got some insight into what a visit is like out in Boulder. We talked about where his commitment stands, and there's a new team in the picture, Georgia. So you guys got to check that interview out. It'll be here in a minute. We'll get to all of it. But we're going to talk some Texas A&M because they might be having the biggest recruiting weekend in the country as Alabama comes to town. But first, there's a couple one-off developments I want to hit on. Namely, five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton is going to visit the Florida Gators this weekend. He's the number two-rated offensive tackle in America, 6'5", 290 from IMG Academy, and it's an official visit in Gainesville this weekend. He was at Tennessee last weekend. On an unofficial, he went to the Colorado game for their game against Colorado State. And right now, UF has the fourth-ranked recruiting class in the country with 21 commitments, so Really, Jordan Seaton is one of the most important remaining targets for the Gators, and this is their weekend to kind of roll out the red carpet and impress him. There's still more visits ahead for Jordan Seaton, so the Gators are hoping to make a big impression. I'm expecting a December decision. He hasn't said when he wants to decide, but just based on what he tells me and the visits he plans on taking, I think it'll be a December decision. All right, one more development we should hit on, and that's five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo. He'll be at Missouri this weekend. You guys know Ryan Wingo is from St. Louis, Missouri. He's the best receiver in the state, and he's been trending towards Texas recently. You know, we've talked a lot on this show with Jerry Hamilton about where Ryan Wingo sits with the Longhorns, but this weekend, Missouri's going to host him for an official visit, and he'll be in town along with their top commitment, Williams Winery, the number one player in the state of Missouri. He was trending to Georgia. You know, everybody in the country wanted Williams Winery, but he stayed home, commits to Missouri, and that's why people think that Mizzou has a really good shot to also land Ryan Wingo. So we'll see how that visit goes this weekend. We'll see if the Texas insiders are still as confident in Ryan Wingo after he visits Missouri. All right, we're going to get the show started now with some Texas A&M recruiting. Jimbo Fisher is doing what he does. Maybe a little quieter this year, but if you're paying attention, AM has snuck into the top three in the Aggies are recruiting. They currently have three five-star commitments, Terry Bussey, Cam Coleman, and defensive lineman Dominic McKinley. In this weekend, they'll have a five-star on campus that has been trending heavily towards the Longhorns. So can the Aggies play spoiler? We'll find out. Texas A&M fans, before we get going, Hit that subscribe button for me. We're growing this On3 Recruits channel. We want you guys to be a part of it. Hit subscribe. All right, let's bring on Sam Spiegelman to talk more about the Aggies. Big recruiting weekend. Sam, here's a look at some of their official visitors. Five-star Terry Bussey, five-star Kobe Black, four-star Cam McHale, four-star Amontre Bradford, and four-star Solomon Williams. Now, of course, we're going to get to Kobe Black here in a second. I want to start with Solomon Williams. He's out of Carrollwood Day, 6'2", 255 pounds. Now, Sam, Solomon Williams, to me, has been primarily a Bama-Texas battle, but the last couple of weeks, it seems like A&M has made a move. What are your sources saying on this priority edge prospect? 
Well, you, you talk about a priority edge prospect. Look at Texas A&M's defensive line group. They have three top 100 players right now. Elijah Robinson um, is handling the D-line recruiting. We all know about the sudden and tragic loss of Terry Price, who really recruited on the edge and defensive ends. Elijah Robinson has now put together a class of three top 100 tweeners, essentially, guys that they view as inside-outside guys. And that leaves one priority need along the edge, and that is who you mentioned, Solomon Williams, who is visiting this weekend, um, is just coming off a Texas visit, and has also been leaning a lot toward Alabama previously in his recruitment. So, of course, it's one of the biggest games of the college football season, one of the best environments that they're expecting in Kyle Field in the entire season. And they have the priority target to finish out this D-line group, potentially on campus in Solomon Williams. Wow. I mean, that would be huge. Do you (sighs) – Do you think, I mean, this was all set up for Solomon Williams to be part of this great defensive line class at Texas, which Texas was also hoping to land Dominic McKinley. And, you know, A&M, they're not kind of the new, they're not the new shiny toy in the SEC anymore. Everybody's talking Texas. They got Arch Manning. They're heading to the SEC. Is this kind of putting a damper? What Texas A&M is doing on the D-line, is this kind of putting a damper on what the ceiling was for Texas for Texas's class in 2024. As this first half of the college football season been for you guys, the games have been great, but you know what's not great? Finding last minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a real nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season goes, and that's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time, they'll get you this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and also the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your favorite team's biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Who has time for that? Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event even an hour after it starts it's the place for last minute seats get exclusive flash deals on tickets to all the sports and even concert events so here's what we're going to do snag the tickets without stress with game time do me a favor download the game time app right now create an account and use code inside scoop for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply but again create an account Use code inside scoop for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Sure. If you look at Texas's class, I mean, obviously the, the, the home run hitter is five star plus edge Colin Simmons. And when you think about a defensive line group for Bo Davis to potentially pair the number one edge rusher in the country, Colin Simmons, with an on 300 edge and Solomon Williams, you know, if you're Texas fans getting ready for the, the transition to the SEC, you have to be jumping for joy. Again, let's not discount Alabama and let's also not rule out Texas A&M and, and the work that we that we talked about Elijah Robinson has been doing. This is the same recruiter that has gone into different parts of Texas, different parts of New Jersey, has gone everywhere and recruited the best defensive lineman for years under Jimbo Fisher. I think he's the most uh, accomplished recruiter on that A&M staff and a reason why you mentioned, Josh, they're sitting number three in the country because of the D lineman that they're bringing in. They signed DJ Hicks a year ago and they made a big splash when they were able to get five-star Don McKinley a little bit earlier this fall. They have a chance now to add a fourth member of that class at another blue chipper to a potentially elite hall that'll have them in the number one, two, or three spots before it's all said and done with this class. 
Yeah, I mean, now it looks like Solomon Williams might be lining opposite Dylan Evans rather than Colin Simmons. And if you're Texas, you know, you're looking at you. You thought you were going to have Colin Simmons on one side, Solomon Williams on the other with potentially Dominic McKinley in the middle. That was what it was supposed to be. So that brings us to Kobe Black out of Waco Connolly, Texas. He's the five-star corner, the number one corner in the state of Texas. And he's supposed to be going to the Longhorns. But Sam, if I'm connecting the dots here, is this one that the Aggies could pull an upset on if things go well this weekend? Yeah, you mentioned it. Five-star cornerback Kobe Black has been a, a lean toward the Longhorns probably since the middle of the spring. And, and right now, I still feel good about that pick. He did not make it to Texas last weekend. He was supposed to be on campus for the Kansas game. He was unable to, to absorb that really awesome environment in DKR, but he is scheduled to be in Aggieland this weekend. Um, his last visit was to Aggieland over the summer, and uh, from talking to people close to this recruitment, they believe that the five-star cornerback will wind up playing pretty close to home here in Central Texas when it's all said and done. That opens the door for not only Texas, but of course the Aggies. Uh, TJ Rushing and DJ Durkin, their defensive coordinator, have talked about the immediate playing time available for Kobe Black in that secondary. And like we talked about, this is going to be one of the best environments in college football this weekend. I'm not ruling out Texas A&M if, in fact, Kobe Black does make it to campus as he's expected to do. Yeah, I, I still like Texas there for Kobe Black. I'm just saying a couple months ago, we thought some of these recruitments were going to go differently, and they ended up going Texas A&M's way. So let's just keep an eye on this one. I'm not ready to go there just yet. Um, all right. I wanted to wrap up two others. Two more official visitors are Cam McKell and Amontre Bradford. They're teammates from Statesboro High School in Statesboro, Georgia. They were at the pool party, Texas A&M's event, in July, and they're going to return both teammates taking official visits. Now, they're both heavily recruited. Cam McKell is a two-way athlete. Most teams right now are looking at the offensive side of the ball. I know Georgia likes them on defense, but they're also open to offense. So I think Cam will end up being settling in on offense, whereas Amontre Bradford, he's an edge prospect. Now, Cam McKell, he's been on some official visits. He's been to Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Colorado, took an unofficial visit to UF, and this weekend – He'll be in College Station. Now, Amontre Bradford, considering similar teams, Colorado, Virginia Tech, Indiana, Georgia Tech, Vandy. And this weekend, he'll be on that official visit to AM. So we'll see where these teammates end up. We'll have more on it coming out of the weekend. All right, Sam, I wanted to talk to you about another flip target. This one's Longview defensive lineman Dylan Evans. Now, he's committed to Texas AM, but remember all summer. He was expected to flip to UF. There was a visit at the end where he was definitely on flip watch. So I just wanted to check in with you now that, you know, the games have been played. What's the latest on Dylan Evans and his commitment status to the Aggies? Yeah, you can throw Florida, Alabama. The list of schools trying to recruit Dylan Evans out of East Texas goes on and on. Um, I can tell you this. He's expected back in College Station this weekend. He's already been in town a few times mm -hmm. this season. Um, behind the scenes, I was told he was one of the biggest recruiters um, for five-star Terry Bussey leading into his decision just last weekend. Uh, you know, Dalen Evans has, has continued to entertain other schools, and he's continued to take visits. Like you mentioned, Florida. He's been to Alabama for the Texas game. Uh, I ultimately believe he'll end up in the Aggies class. He was one, He's the first of one of these blue-chip defensive linemen to commit to Elijah Robinson. And so far, from what he's shown behind the scenes and publicly, um, he's a big supporter of this class. He's one of the hearts and souls of the, of the in-state kids involved in Jimbo Fisher's class. So while he's going to take his visits and enjoy the recruiting process, I certainly believe he'll be an Aggie when it's all said and done. Mm. 
Well, right now, the Aggies have the third-ranked class in America holding strong and looking for much more this weekend. All right, Sam, thank you. We'll talk more coming out of this weekend. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Josh. We got a very special interview lined up today. Nick Marsh, wide receiver, joining us. He goes 6'3", 200 pounds. He's a top 150 prospect out of the state of Michigan, committed to the Michigan State Spartans on July 7. But Marsh is fresh off a visit to Colorado over the weekend, so let's bring him in, and we're going to talk about this trip. Nick Marsh, what was your experience like in Boulder for Colorado's game against USC? Uh, my experience was pretty good. Uh, just going down there to a game that had over 7 million viewers was kind of crazy. Uh, being on the sideline, just coming in the locker room, the energy, uh, the the voices I was hearing. Uh, got to see a lot of big-time people, you know, a lot of Celtic players or um, Celtic alumni uh, like KG, Paul Pearson, uh, Jalen Brown, just to see a lot of those big-time players and big-time people there. Um, it, was a, it was a great atmosphere, and just watching the game, watching them be down and just keep fighting and, you know, come back into the game to have a, you know, a, a pretty good game was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome game. I'm sure it was fun to be at. Have you ever been to a college football atmosphere quite like that? Uh, I, I would say probably one, probably like Michigan, uh, Ohio State or Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, those are pretty big. Like the, the rivalry game. So that one right there was pretty intense to watch. Yeah, definitely. Now, You've been committed to Michigan State since early July, but lots of changes since then. Mel Tucker has been fired. How are you and your family handling your commitment status? Uh, as far as right now, we're still committed there. I'm still committed there. And, you know, we've just been uh, taking the process a little bit slow, you know, just uh, uh, keeping a little bit of options open just in case, you know, uh, coaches leave. You know, uh, maybe they come in with a different head coach with the, uh, with the uh, different coaching staff. So, you know, just keeping the options open and – um, you know, just just preparing for the worst, and uh, we're just looking around. You know, yeah. just 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 you know, keeping options open. So we've been taking it pretty pretty lightly. Yeah, I'm sure Michigan State is still in contact with you. Is there somebody that you would like to see them hire? I'm I'm not too sure. I never thought about that. I never thought about another head coach I would like in the you know the position. But um, whoever it be, I just hope you know they keep the the staff that's there. Yeah. Okay, so that's important to you. The relationships that you have at Michigan State, you want those to remain. Yeah. Okay. Now, you took an unofficial visit to Colorado over the weekend. Will you return for an official visit? Uh, we're actually discussing that uh, throughout the week. Uh, we're going to try to set up an official visit uh, probably um, this month or next month, sometime soon. So mm -hmm. we're trying to get that set up. So, uh, All right. So probably now looking forward to returning to Colorado. Okay, Colorado is new in your recruitment. They didn't offer you until like 24 hours after Mel Tucker got fired. They came through with an offer. What is Deion Sanders' pitch to you? What's he saying? Uh, he just said he wants dogs and leaders. And, you know, he said he watched film. Um, and, you know, a guy my size, he need more outside receivers. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's the pitch for a lot of colleges that's approaching me. They need more outside big guys that can go up and catch the ball and got some, some nice speed on them, man. That's the pitch I'm getting from a lot of schools. So, you know, I'll say that's the biggest thing. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot of competition for you before you committed. And now that, you know, teams seeing Mel Tucker gets fired, Colorado's offered. Any other teams enter the picture? Oh, I would say Georgia, um, UCLA, uh, Oklahoma, um, uh, Pittsburgh, Penn State, a couple of the schools that I already had. But 
a lot of majority is new. So, are you in talks currently with any of those programs? Uh, yes, I am. I, you know, I keep uh, I just communicate. You know, throughout uh, throughout the whole process until I'm going. You know, just having those relationships, even though you know I may not be going to that school, and just keeping those relationships pretty tight. Right. Do you think you'll set up an official visit with any of the teams you just mentioned? Uh. I would say probably two more, not not too short, but you know, I would I would try to definitely get out to some of these schools. Okay, and obviously, I mean, we don't have a lot of time remaining. So when you when you talk about I want to see and you're you know, what are you looking for from some of these other programs? Uh, I'm just looking for authentic. You know, I want to build a relationship with these coaches as fast as possible. Uh, me, I want to uh, be a mid year, so I don't have too much uh, time left. So. I want to just be able to build a good relationship with these coaches. Just uh, look for a great school to go to academic-wise uh, mm -hmm. and just look somewhere where I could build my brand and my, my uh, NIL somewhere. So I think that's, like, the biggest part. And somewhere where I major in. So, Nick, what's up next for you visit-wise? Do you have anything planned? Uh, as far as right now, not yet. But if anything does, I'll let you guys know. All right, cool. Where do you want to get out to? Is there any program on your mind that, like, man, I want to see that school? I want to uh, – so Georgia's playing Kentucky this week, and I'm going to try to get out to that game. But not too sure yet, but that's that's the one I'm looking forward to. Gotcha. All right. Well, as you said, you know, there isn't a lot of time left. We're, like, three and a half months, maybe even under that, from the early signing period. Are you going to make a final decision? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'll make a final decision. You know, just let the social media know, let everyone know. Um, my whereabouts and where I'm going. All right. So you think you'll, so you'll think like sometime in November, maybe even into December. Do you think that's when it would be? Yeah, definitely. It would definitely probably be before, you know, um, around Christmas time, right before Christmas, I, I would say anywhere right. before that time. All right. Uh, Nick, I'm going to let you go after this one. What was the coolest part of your visit to Colorado? Uh, just being on the sidelines, taking pictures with, uh, a lot of celebrities. It was, it was really crazy. You never, think that you would be able to meet those people face to face and you know it was pretty I was pretty nervous and it was pretty scary but I was able to you know get past it and take a lot of picture with like a lot of legends so. right on all right Nick Marsh four-star wide receiver out of the state of Michigan thank you for stopping by and answering some questions on the inside scoop today thank you it's time to talk Florida State recruiting. Things have been quiet in Tallahassee during the bye week, but we're going to get it cranked up this weekend as FSU returns to Doak to take on Virginia Tech. And in this video, we're going to break down a very important official visitor. We're going to hit on a pair of top 2025 targets and check in on five-star commitment K.J. Bolden after that visit to Auburn last weekend. All right, but before we do that, FSU fans, smash that subscribe button. You guys have been following me for the last 12 years in this market, so you might as well follow along now on three recruits channels blowing up. Hit that subscribe button. All right, let's bring on my guy, Michael Langston from Warchant. Mike, from a recruit's perspective, what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like when this undefeated team takes the field on Saturday? I think it'll be very electric. Um, I was at the Southern Miss game, even when they played Southern Miss, and I wasn't used to that kind of because you usually see it's kind of it's it there's it's a crowd, but it's not like full and packed. Where the Southern Miss game was just standing room only, there was no room. I expect after this, you know, big Clemson win they got undefeated team, the atmosphere is going to be pretty electric. Three thirty games, that's kind of 
I guess the perfect time, as far as I'm concerned, as far as recruiting, you want guys in there at 3.30. It's not too early. It's not too late. You know, it's kind of the middle of the day, so uh, that's kind of perfect. So I think it's going to be pretty electric with uh, – and they got some really good, uh, talented guys coming in. Yeah, that 3.30 spot is perfect for the old and washed crowd like ourselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the most important visitor of the weekend, the only official visitor of the weekend. That's five-star defensive lineman. LJ McCray out of Mainland High School. And this is a really important one, Mike, because this might be his last visit before he makes the decision. He said he's going to do it sometime in October. We think it could come in the next two to three weeks. So, Mike, what's your read on where things sit with LJ McCray heading into this one? Yeah, I think it's really close uh, with a lot of teams. I think uh, certainly. Auburn made a big impression when he vi- officially visited there the last weekend. And then, you know, Miami's made a little bit of a push. And then Florida's always been, you know, the big team that we've heard that FSU feels like is the heaviest competition. Um, them struggling on the field makes you wonder kind of, you know, where, where that shakes down because product on the field is a big deal with LJ. But the thing that people seem to forget, too, on this recruitment is FSU was one of the first to – be involved with LJ from the start and that's really resonated him from the start he hasn't forgot that's why they got the last official visit because they were on him before I think he had pretty much anybody so that that holds strong water with him but also just the product on the field what they do um, I think the big key if I'm watching one thing this weekend is how he interacts with the players because that's something yeah. he hasn't done you know he hasn't been around the players he hasn't got a feel around them he knows the feel around the other commits uh you know fsu that he knows they're committed to the program but i think uh, being around those players and my my takeaway from what he does with that and how that connects i think could go a long way to determine kind of the pecking order where this goes because it's i think it's really tight i don't think there i i i spent a lot of time with him on last thursday and i could tell it didn't seem like a kid that kind of knew what what he was going to do you know it's kind of a kid that's kind of looking for something to spark to kind of make mm-hmm. him make his decision easier and i think fsu certainly you know, has a big opportunity on the field uh both what their product is and two you know the way they can connect with him to show him that kind of spark that he's looking for yeah you know and it is interesting about fsu getting in on lj mccray first like you said is he wasn't born a five-star. I mean, he's only been a five-star on on three for about two weeks, and I don't know if any other service has him rated that highly yet. It's yeah. kind of been the slow grind for LJ McCray of coming up. Uh, we've always been high on him, but he is a newly minted five-star and one of the best defensive linemen in America. That leads me to my next question. Is his teammate, Zay Mincy, who plays safety, also a priority recruit for Florida State? Is he going to be here this weekend, and where do you think FSU sits in his recruitment? Yeah, I think he's definitely a priority uh, to their to their plans as far as they want two DBs left in this class. I think one corner, one safety would be kind of a perfect scenario. What they want, they they're certainly recruiting them hard. Um, Zay's even told me that he's like, I've talked to a lot of schools, but he's like, I don't talk to them on the phone that much. So Zay's like, sometimes it's hard to reach me, but. Um, not just with FSU, but just any school in general. But I do think he'll be back on the FSU campus, just not this weekend. I think he's coming back for the FSU Miami game. I think certainly they're in the picture, but I think there's also work to do to catch up with teams. I think Miami and Florida are the teams that I hear the most frequently him, mainly Florida if I was picking a team. Uh, Just he's been there so many times. The location's very suitable for him to get there. 
pretty frequently, and and I think he likes uh, you know the job that uh, what Corey Raymond's doing. So I think with FSU, he said something interesting when he visits. He's like, when I go there, I kind of I'm looking for a feeling of you know just some kind of feeling that is different, and and so I think that's going to be their opportunity uh, to kind of show him something different that he hasn't seen on these other campus visits that maybe makes FSU unique or something like that. So I think that's where they stand. If if they can do that, then it, it's going to get pretty interesting. But I think as of now, I think you know there's work to do to catch up with Florida and Miami. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens coming out of the weekend with the mainland high school boys. Well, mainly LJ McCray. Uh, but Mike, yeah. it's also time to focus on 2025. I know 2024 is not done yet, but looking across the country, I mean, most teams only have three or four spots to fill. So we're going to talk a little 2025, and there are two names on campus this weekend that Florida State fans, they better get to know. They're both out of the state of Alabama. The first one we're going to cover is Micah DeBose. He's a big-time offensive tackle, the 17th-ranked overall player in the class. Now he's committed to Georgia, but he's going to be there this weekend, and Alex Atkins already has his calls in on this one. Where do you think FSU sits, and what other competition is there? Because I know you know he's committed to Georgia, but I know other schools are coming after him. Yeah, I mean, Mike has been a guy that's visited FSU multiple times. He really likes Atkins, and you see the FSU development, that offensive line, how he's just completely turned around kind of what their program was when he first started, which was one of the worst offensive lines in the country. And now, you know, he certainly made them in uh, development-wise, I think – Micah really connects with Alex. I think that's kind of why you see him so frequently on the FSU campus. I think they're very high on this list, even though he is committed to Georgia. I think there's something about Alex that connects with him from a personal level and from a development level. I would say, you know, teams like Auburn, I think uh, there's other teams like Ohio State that are certainly trying to get involved. Uh, But I would say if there's a team that's a threat to Georgia – it would definitely be it would definitely be Florida State because of that relationship and just what they're doing on the field, not just um, you know guys at his position, but when he looks at this offense line, I think he sees kind of a gradual, complete change of just every position on that line that really jumped out to him. And I think he also just likes kind of the blocking schemes of what they do and how they run their offense. Kind of fits kind of what he does in high school. So that's a lot of it. A lot of what you see uh, resonates with with mm-hmm. Micah, and that's why he keeps coming back there. Yeah, and hey, I mean Kirby might be getting sick of Florida State. Nobody recruits better than Georgia right now on the recruiting trail. But if there's a kryptonite for Georgia, it's Florida State right now. I mean, they flip Landon Thomas, they snatch KJ Bolden away. Now they <laughs> they got more in their sights. But we'll put that one to the side for a minute. But let's stay at a position in need. We're talking edge rusher. Zion Grady, the number 33-ranked overall prospect in the 2025 class. He's, uh, he's from Alabama as well, from Troy, Alabama. Now, Mike, is FSU, are they already in this one? Or do they have work to do? Tailgate season is here, and inside Scoop fans, I need to tell you about these Bird Dog shorts that I've been wearing. Bird Dogs, they were the big winner for me this summer, and I'm rolling right into the fall with them as well. I wear them to work. I wear them golfing. You guys know I brought them on vacation with me to Florida, so they are definitely my first pick for tailgating. Last weekend, I didn't pull up to Lot B with the boys in my old stiff khakis. Nope. I had my Bird Dogs on instead, and I'm glad I did because... 
it's still hot out there. I know it just became October and it should be fall, but it is swampy out there. Not in my bird dogs because bird dogs have a great cloud knit fabric that looks just like a nice pair of khakis, but way more flexible and way more comfortable. And most importantly, it keeps you cool and dry even for a noon kickoff. So here's what we're going to do. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh for a bird dog tech hat with your order. Yeah, one of these. Fashionable. It fits. It's great. I love to wear it golfing. Anyway, you get one of those free with your order if you type in birddogs.com forward slash Josh or promo code Josh for a bird dog tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Oh, they're heavily in it. Um, in fact, I mean, anytime I reach out to Zion, he's really actively following everything FSU does. He even told me this year, he's like, we know how good George is and, you know, what the consistently is. Like, I think FSU has the best defensive line in the country. He laid out that clearly. He loves what they're doing. Great relationship with Coach JP over there, defensive end position. And then also just they have a lot of coaches that have spent a lot of time. And I always – this is kind of my pet peeve when kids come over for like the Seminole Showcase, which is their big summer event. When they work out, that's a little more significant to me. When kids work out, that's kind of a, a personal connection. Like, hey, I'm invested to what you're doing. And uh, I think he worked out. Um, he's been there several times, and and he he's really boasted about you know just what FSU is doing on the field. That's never going to be easy beating schools like Auburn and Alabama in state, but mm-hmm. I think FSU has their claws in there, and and I think FSU's been the team that he's most impressed with when he watches defenses. Um, I think he likes kind of what they do uh, from a a schematic standpoint and just what they do with their ends, the way they rush them and the way they u- utilize them. In, in the defense, it think, I think it fits kind of what, what he likes and, and stands out to him. Um, um, so I think they're very high on the, in the picture for him, and he's obviously going to be there this weekend. So now they can build off that momentum. And I think if any – it's early, but I think if any team has some momentum in that recruitment, it, it would I would give the edge to FSU with the momentum in that recruitment because of the relationships they've established and just – the connection with him, he, they communicate a lot. So I, I think um, certainly FSU's doing their doing their part and making a move for Zion. Mm. Well, he'll be on campus this weekend. And Florida State fans, they they love those roller coaster ride recruitments for those edge prospects. So this will probably be the next one. Put that name on your radar, Zion Grady out of Troy, Alabama. Yep. All right, let's bring it back to the 2024 class. Last thing I want to know before we get out of here is about K.J. Bolden, Florida State's five-star safety commitment, the number one safety in America. He was at Auburn last week. Now, he said that he's going to take visits afterwards, but it was a thrilling game against Georgia. Auburn dropped it, but there was a lot of great recruit reaction out of that one. Does Florida State fans have anything to worry about when it comes to K.J. Bolden as it relates to Auburn? I don't think they really have. I mean, I'm just – it still could change. Lots can change, but – I don't think there's much to be concerned about. I don't think my They'll red radar is going that. off. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the main radar is going off. I think, I think with KJ, mm-hmm. um, and he told me this when at his commitment ceremony while I was there, like, hey, I'm going to take visits, but at the same time, when I commit, there's a lot of thought process to what I'm doing, and I think the product on the field has kind of helped solidify that with FSU. <laughs> it's yeah. not no secret that. 
KJ was at both of the big biggest FSU wins this year. He was at Clemson game when they beat Clemson, and he was also at the LSU game when they kicked off the season and won that game. So I think those things really kind of took away some drama, so to speak, of of just how he feels about FSU and the mm-hmm. direction. So I think he feels very good about FSU. Now, I think he's going to take visits just to, hey, see what it's like and see how he feels. But I don't think anything's changed his mind as far as the feelings about FSU. I think I think FSU feels confident, and I think people around KJ uh, tell me it, they're they're pretty confident that you know he's he's very sure on on his decision of what he made about FSU. And I think this weekend is really big though, getting him on campus. Even though he's seen already two games, he hasn't been to Doke yet. So just being around you know just other commits and other recruits. Because I said this even to you, Josh, like. Like, we thought before the season started, like, Charles Lester would be the most influential, like, commit that they would get, you know, but then they got K.J. Bolden, and that's a different level of stuff because we do our Friday Night Rewind every week, and and this dude, I swear, is making, like, he is an immediate impact guy. So to keep him, you want to keep him in the fold because he changes the dynamics of your program because he's a guy I feel like as a freshman you can just put in there He's yeah. going to be explosive playmaker, and I think FSU knows that. And just the national story of behind FSU having a guy like KJ Bowen, I think they know how serious it is, and I think they've done a great job of just not bugging him too much, but also just letting him know, like, we're thinking about you, we love you that you're in this class, but uh, you know, still working because they know school's going to still keep going after him. You know, the visits might still happen, uh, you know, later in the year. Um, I have my suspicions that he, he officially visits FSU in the Miami game. I have my suspicions that if that goes well, I could see him just saying, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. It, it, you know, it gets closer uh, and closer I, I, to I that December signing day as well. But, you know, just having yeah. him, Charles Lester will be on campus this weekend. Luke Cromanhawk will be on campus this weekend in Tallahassee. So it should be good. Visitor list is up on Warchan as we speak. And all weekend they'll have updates. So you guys be sure to be plugged into Warchant. Michael Langston, thank you for dropping by today on the Inside Scoop. Anytime, buddy. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.